to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, Reiki practitioner, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. Remember my disclaimer, the information in this podcast is general health and nutrition advice and is not a replacement for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, submit it on the podcast page at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join our Facebook group, Wellness Wellness Podcast Tribe. I know you've all been waiting for this. It's part two of my conversation with Jesse Coleman. If you didn't already listen to part one, head to the previous episode before this and listen to part one first. This is the rest of the conversation and it gets juicier, like I promised last time. Jesse's one of my best friends and we met through the NTA. We talked about that in the last episode. But she is not only a nutritional therapy practitioner, she is also what I dub a health advocate, a personal responsibility advocate, a real straight shooter. She's a beauty counter consultant, a doTERRA wellness advocate, an entrepreneur, and probably one of the funniest people you will ever meet. So I'm very grateful that my career took the path it did because otherwise I would have never met Jesse. And before I joined the NTA, I decided to become a health coach through the Primal Health Coach Institute. And for a while, I had been debating if I wanted to just do NTA or, you know, what. And I came across the Primal Health Coach Institute before NTA was starting, and I learned more about it and decided to take the plunge. And it honestly was the best decision I ever made for my business, and I am so, so glad I became a Primal Health Coach through the Primal Health Coach Institute. Being a health coach is different than being a nutritional therapy practitioner. There is a little bit of overlap, but we definitely learned a lot of different things. And what I learned from the Primal Health Coach Institute and the way that helped me set up my business, honestly, it was just irreplaceable and I'm so glad I did it. If you follow me, you know I'm a huge fan of Primal Kitchen, the Primal Blueprint, everything that Mark Sisson puts out there. So it was no surprise that this program was everything I could have dreamed of for a health coaching program. And I looked at a few other coaching programs, but just honestly wasn't drawn to them. They didn't really align with my beliefs, but the Primal Health Coach Institute was perfect because it was all about my chosen niche. It was all about real food eating, ancestral health, and evolutionary biology. I also really wanted a course that went beyond the basics, something that I was going to get a lot of valuable information from because I had also been hearing about different programs, hearing that, you know, oh, you probably won't really learn anything new because I was already pretty well read. I was a self-studier and I, I learned a lot on my own, but I wanted a program if I was going to invest money into it that I was going to learn a lot from and get a lot out of. And I got that from the Primal Health Coach Institute for sure. It was beyond a college level course in my eyes. And we really don't just skim the surface. You will learn how the body actually works and how every single choice you make regarding your health from the food you eat to the activities you do to your sleep habits and your stress levels. Those are all affecting your body at a cellular level. And we learn about all of those different interactions. Most health coaching programs do not go that in depth. 
So we dive deep into nutrition science. We also talk about fitness and lifestyle factors from sleep to stress to environmental factors to take into consideration. But the Primal Health Coach Institute also is really committed to your success in terms of business. So there's a whole section. We have multiple chapters, exercises, and a full resource center that's all about business development, marketing, and sales training. They don't just give you the information and say, okay, bye, go on. They train you to be a coach and they help you to build your business. You also get access to the Business Resource Center that has a ton of already made for you materials. So you get handouts, flyers, forms, marketing graphics, and even a 12-week coaching program that you can use with your clients from day one. So you're you are seriously all set. You also can be in their Primal Health Coach database, which helps you find clients immediately. I've had plenty of people find me through that database. And you get continued support. So you always have support through our private Facebook group, live webinars, and mastermind meetups. We have a really strong community, a ton of like-minded people who all really get each other. Um, I mean, it's just, there's nothing like it. If you are into the primal and paleo way of life, if you believe in ancestral health principles and you've been thinking about health coaching as a possible next career move or a side gig or even just to improve your own personal education, then I highly recommend checking out this program. It's also great because it's really flexible with your schedule, so it's done online and you can move at your own pace. So if you are in school or have another job, you can still work this into your week. I did this program while I was in college at UCLA and I had a job at the same time and I was able to do it and obviously loved it. If you are a nutrition geek, if you listen to this podcast, like this is very up your alley. So if you want to learn more about the program, they have a free ebook called How to Be a Health Coach that gives you more information on the process of becoming a health coach, and you'll also learn more about the Primal Health Coach program. So to download that, you can just go to primalhealthcoach.com realness to get that free ebook. So again, that's primalhealthcoach.com realness, R-E-A-L, N-E-S-S, and you can learn more about the program there. You can also schedule a call with Laura Rupsis, who has been on this podcast before, and she will help you figure out if it's the right fit or not for you. She is so welcoming, and they really just want you to succeed, and they want to make sure it's the right fit. So if you're considering different coaching programs, I recommend just in general setting up phone calls with the different places you're looking at um, and just seeing what's the best fit for you. And if you do end up going with the Primal Health Coach Institute, you can use the discount code COACH200, that's C-O-A-C-H-200, and that will get you $200 off of the enrollment fee, which is a pretty sweet deal. This was a game changer for my business, and I'm so happy I did it. It led me to so many incredible opportunities and people, like-minded people, which I know we are all searching for. And one of those like-minded people includes my friend, Jesse Coleman. And I know you guys are so excited to hear part two of this conversation. So let's go ahead and hop back in. I'm going to pick up where we left off last time and enjoy. While we're on the topic of Instagram, um, it's a big you, one. you get, you like to give your rants about <laughs> like, I mean, shit. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I went on a rant today about the Oscars. That oh my God. What were you saying? I was complaining about the Oscars because I think the Oscars, I mean, I have very little hope left in Hollywood right now, just in how fairly they judge mm-hmm. what films and what I mean, have actors they ever and directors. judged any of it? Oh, uh, 
not for a damn long time. But everyone was up in a tizzy about freaking Bradley Cooper not being nominated for Best Director for A Star Is Born. And I think A Star Is Born is like a piece of shit. Really? <laughs> I feel like that's unpopular I, opinion. Oh, one. I, well, I told you I'm a disruptor. Yeah, like, you are. <laughs> rebel. Like, I have to go against the crowd. I mean, I've, I'm I sure people are probably like, <gasps> like shocked about it. But I mean, I think if a movie, he's that's his first time directing a movie. He's a movie star already. Mm-hmm. He, and the amount of marketing, the marketing budget for that movie alone is astronomical. I mean, did you see how many posters mm-hmm. and billboards were up around the city for it? Mm-hmm. It's just, I just don't think it's fair. Like, I think it's literally overhyped. Mm-hmm. It's way overhyped for me. Like, she's never acted in a movie before. And it's, and I love Lady Gaga. I love Bradley Cooper. Like, I think they're very talented in their own rights. But I also strongly believe in like a movie needs to make a really powerful statement Mm -hmm. and take a risk in order to be dubbed, like given the highest honor possible. Mm -hmm. And when you're dealing with with directors like Steve McQueen Mm -hmm. or um, Spike Lee, Mm -hmm. who are legends and who have put in so much work and they actually make a political statement about something and Mm -hmm. they take a risk that they know is might not be popular. I, I, I find that to be true art. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I mean, a star is born like, <laughs> sure. It's a fine movie, but it's not, a, it's not, it's not risky. It's not yeah. artful. It's not, it's not masterful. Mm-hmm. You know, it I takes the, the problem, though, is a lot of people feel like I know I don't watch award shows anymore because I feel like all the shows that everything that wins, like, I'm like, I don't like any of these fucking movies. Like, mm, yeah, I'm like, none of them. Like, I almost feel like movies win awards just because they're they're weird. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a type of movie that wins awards. It depends. I think it depends. I mean, it's hard for I have very specific taste. Yeah. And I like weird yeah (laughs) that's my taste I like weird so I want the weird I do I mean and I know everything because I minored in film at USC so I'm an expert well I minored in film so I'm completely joking (laughs) I know nothing (laughs) I literally know nothing but it just gives me that entitlement oh my god but you know I'm like for me Spike Lee is he's he did you see do the right thing no, I don't. See, I don't see anything. Okay, well, it's one. Of, it's honestly like probably one of the most important films that's ever been done about racial tension. I think it was wait, in the nineties. Wait, 90s. wait, I did see that. Yeah, it's it's an amazing. You, if you were in film school, you definitely saw I it. I watched that. Yeah, I without did. a doubt, you saw it. Yeah, and he was snubbed for that in whatever year it was in the nineties. And you know, Driving Miss Daisy won a fucking Oscar instead of that movie. And so that movie was the last movie we watched in one of my film classes. And I remember. I left 20 minutes early and I was so proud of myself because it was the first class of all my whole college career that I left early. (laughs) (laughs) But I had already written my paper and I was like, I don't want to finish this movie. So you didn't finish it? Oh my God. And the ending is so good. Like his endings. What happened? Everyone die? No, everyone doesn't die. But like, well, for example, in uh, Black Klansman Mm -hmm. is the movie that he's, you know, got the nomination for best Oscar mm-hmm. 
and it's a it takes place in like the 70s and it's a true story about this black cop who goes undercover and pretends to be in the KKK over the phone and it's it's really interesting and he ends the movie it's kind of hard to explain because it's like I have to explain the entire movie to explain and I don't want to ruin the ending but it it shows clips of you basically see the racial tension that was going on in the 70s. And it's very easy for people to watch a film like that and say, oh my God, can you believe that was happening 40 years ago? Mm-hmm. We've come so far in diversity and racial equality. And then he ends, the, and then he fucking slaps you in the face and he shows you the videos of Charlottesville mm-hmm. and the, the, the white supremacy protests yeah. that were going on. Um, and the horrible incident of people, um, the, those white supremacists, um, uh, you know, running their car through that peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. And that was last year at a top university. Yeah. And it just, it slaps you in the face because it makes you realize how fucking far have we come, really, yeah. If that's where we're still at and that's what we're accepting and the, and the fact that so many people were so complacent about that. And I, I mean, I was also living abroad, so I don't think I even saw those videos. So for me, this was kind of a new thing. And when I was looking it up, it, it looks like a scene out of a horror movie. It looks like a scene out of a movie and it's real. Mm -hmm. And so for people to, (laughs) for people to get upset about Bradley Cooper, not getting fucking nominated for stupid star is born when you have a movie like this or when you have a movie like like Roma Mm -hmm. that Netflix movie directed by the uh, Alfonso I don't know how to say his last name Cuaron or something you know and it it also explores like the issue of immigration and the issue of racial tension Mm -hmm. and I'm like I you know when you think about the movies that are an expression of that cultural time that time that what was happening at the time culturally it just seems so much more significant to me this is not like me shitting on bradley cooper or lady gaga but it's just like honestly it's white entitlement to me it's like why why do you why should bradley cooper be entitled to something yeah meanwhile this industry snubs people who are like true great artists that still persist despite the entire industry kind of denying their value. Yeah. So spoken like a true blonde white girl. <laughs> spoken in like Los Angeles no. in fucking West Hollywood. Yeah, what do I, I hate, know? I hate privileged white people. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. That was not what I expected. I thought we were gonna I thought you were gonna tell me about like your latest beauty kind of rant and why people need to start Oh, there Stop is one of those too. There's always one hormone of those. disrupting products. Like, well, that pisses me off too to no end. Like, I can rant about that. Do you want to rant? About I just that? want your quick. I just want your quick pitch before we wrap up with the most important topic. But it's just like, yeah. Why do you want people to buy beauty counter? Because, because let me don't. articulate this because it will make me happy. <laughs> and there's enough in this world that pisses me off so just make me happy please no but mainly because people today think that they have no power politically mm-hmm. or that they have to be out marching in the streets and protesting or running for congress in order to make a difference mm-hmm. and that is just so not true 
every time someone, every time you make a purchase, what you spend your dollar on is a vote for the world you want to live in. Mm. And that's why I think it's so important that people educate themselves and as you say, ad- become their own advocates and realize that what they put their money and energy and time and attention to are the things that are going to eventually manifest into something bigger. So when you when you support certain companies, brands, whether that's like the soap you buy, the food you buy, the clothes you buy, whatever it is, we live in a consumer culture. So when you buy products that care about, that place emphasis on the environment, on consumer health, on the community, on something greater than a bottom line or a profit, you are making a political statement for the kind of world that you want to live in. And I think that I've been very personally affected by a lot of my family seeing the adverse effects of environmental toxins. Like my mom, who we have no family history of breast cancer, and she was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer, had a mastectomy and went through intensive chemotherapy. And I mean, my mom was like my entire life. She's raised five kids. Like she's a really strong lady. And I, you know, we were like, where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. It didn't make sense. And her, I, this was what I ranted about on Instagram, but her oncologist at the time, and this was like 11 years ago, he's a top oncologist in New York City, and he told my mom, stop using the deodorants. Mm-hmm. These deodorants are full of heavy metals and fragrance and toxins that are, he was like, I, these are clogging your lymph nodes and contributing to these cells I always mess up this word, mastizing. <laughs> yeah. These cells, they're basically contributing to the growth of these cancer cells. Mm-hmm. Like ple- and, and your body's ability to detox the additional toxins that you're consuming or breathing or whatever it is. And he, like, you know, it's, I, I made fun of myself in saying it's, it's not just hippie bullshit that I'm spewing. This is coming from a top doctor in New York advising my mom not to use brands like Secret and Dove mm-hmm. and these conventional deodorants and makeup products mm-hmm. and personal care products and soap. And he said the same applies to soap. Be really careful about what soap you use and where you buy it from and what it's doing to you. Like notice how you're reacting to it, yeah. you know? And so I, and, and this is a long time ago. This is like 12 years ago. Yeah. And I feel like so many people are incredibly unaware that they're being exposed to these chemicals every day. And at the end of the day, if people want to use those products still, I don't really give a shit. But I still think it's in it. Everyone deserves to at least have enough information to make a choice Mm -hmm. and to know that they're making a choice. Yeah. And especially now we see so much chronic illness, right? And like mysterious illness. And, you know, especially with like heavy metals becoming more and more everything and cancer, cancer rates rising. People are like, I don't understand why, what's happening, infertility, right? Yeah. And it's like, it's right here. It's, you know what? No, like stop acting like like you don't know why it's because yeah. fucking every single thing you put on your body is toxic yeah so switch it out and it's yeah. not hard like it's not like food is a religion to people okay personal care products aren't like is it really that fucking hard for you to change out your hand soap no, no. you know what i mean it's not like i'm not asking you to go from vegan to paleo do you know what I mean? or to like, run a mile every yeah, day or yeah. to like yeah you're gonna use it anyways it's not any more difficult for you and like 
you know, I t- like, for instance, with my, like, my heavy metals, right? Yeah. That can cause, I mean, heavy metal toxicity, seeing more and more, right? It causes major symptoms for people and it's, it takes a long time to get rid of. And, you know, my last test that I got breaks down, like, um, the organic and inorganic compounds and you can basically figure out like where the metal's from. And for most people it's from either mercury fillings or fish, right? Yeah. But it's like I don't have any fillings. And then we covered like what dietarily and my doctor's like, Well, that means it's from all the makeup you're using. Yeah. And it like I'm like yeah, it, it makes sense. You know, it's like, and I've had multiple doctors tell me that. For, it was literally from all the makeup I was using for so long because I used to wear so much makeup, um, like yeah. toxic makeup from age. I mean, I started wearing makeup when I was like 14, 13 or 14 until, you know, I was 20. And then when I was 20, I got rid of all of it and went non-toxic. But like, and yeah. probably like the skincare too. Yeah. Like that's what people don't realize or like even yeah. my guy friends will say, oh yeah, I saw you talking about that, but I know like, you know, I don't wear makeup. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, but you guys still you use nine. hair? Yeah. You, uh, like bathe your body? Yeah. Men on average use nine products a day. Like women use 12, men use nine. It's not that big of a difference. Like do you, yeah, do you bathe? Do you use soap? Do you use shampoo? Do you use lotion? Do you use toothpaste? Do you use deodorant? Mm-hmm. Like, the list goes on. Do you use lip balm? Like, all these other things. Sunscreen. Like, mm-hmm. people don't really realize, like, just because you're not a woman applying makeup every day yeah. doesn't mean you're not being exposed to that. Because, like, who knows? Maybe if you weren't even wearing makeup, but you were still using your lotions and stuff, yeah. that could have been happening. Exactly. So, yeah. Lotions. Or even, like, um, laundry detergent. Yeah. Like, so many people have reactions to the laundry detergent and don't notice it. Yeah. And I'm like, um... Or allergies, like so many people have allergies yeah. and think like, oh, well, I'm allergic to blah, 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 or I'm allergic to this food. And I'm like, okay, but like, yeah. what are you putting yeah. on your skin? What are you breathing in on your clothes or from your bed sheets and things like that? Like people don't really think of that. And and it's, it's, it's no one's fault. Like mm-hmm. I remember I've talked, I was talking to, um, one of my friend's moms about this once and she actually had breast cancer too. And she mm-hmm. said to me, well, it's not my fault. Like I didn't know blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, it's really not your fault. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault at all. And it's, it's, it should be criminal that mm-hmm. these companies can get away with that by exposing us to chemicals every day. But it's, it's going to come from us demanding different from our government. And the way to demand different from our government is by buying manipulating the demand and supply chain by showing what you're willing to spend your dollars on and so and what corporations and what companies you're willing to support because if those companies don't get the funding and don't get the money that they're used to they're not going to be able to be as powerful as they are right now and to control that so yeah you know what broke my heart the other day was like you know how I've always been in, like, YouTuber, like, beauty YouTubers. Yeah. This one woman who I, she's the sweetest, right? And I've been following her for so long, like, since I was a sophomore in high school. And she started her own makeup company. Um, and, and she recently, like, has been opening up more about her own life. And she started crying. I was watching her video. She's talking about, like, how she's stepping back from YouTube a bit because she's just overwhelmed with this new, like, makeup company and um, she reviews, like, makeup products, right? 
And she's talking about, and you know, her and her husband are, have been trying to have a baby. She starts crying and she's like, I have endometriosis and I'm having fertility issues and I feel like my body is betraying me because I can't get pregnant and like all this stuff. She's like, I don't know what to do. I do everything right. She's like, I've been, this is why I've gotten so much, like I've gotten so into health and like eating healthy and like I exercise and I'm doing, the doctors are telling me I'm doing everything right, but there's just nothing I can do because my body's betraying me. And I'm thinking, holy shit, like how sad is this? Like, what, okay, you think you're you're she's eating really well and she's exercising, yeah. but it's like you fucking own a makeup company and you for a job for a living you're putting on toxic makeup every yeah. day, reviewing toxic makeup every day, yeah. like making this product and like and I don't want to and like so uh, such a big piece of me wants to like message her and be like, no offense, but like I mean using those products cause fertility issues. Yeah, but I mean that's not my place, but it's like that's what people don't understand. Yeah, you know like. I mean, that literally just broke my heart that she's sitting here saying that she doesn't understand why she is, she can't get pregnant in the same breath as like, I'm, I have this big skincare or this makeup company. Yeah. It's so sad. And I, I feel like I've heard so many mm -hmm. people say that same thing. And when I was seeing nutrition clients, that was a big thing is like so many people would say like, well, I, I stopped eating this and I stopped eating this and I started exercising and I started drinking more water and I feel like I'm doing everything I possibly can. And I would, I would have already brought it up at some point, but I would bring it up again and say, well, you know, what you're exposing yourself to, what you're exposing your skin to on a daily basis could really have a significant impact mm -hmm. on any of those things. And so, you know, I just... It, it frustrates me because people kind of like know about it, but tiptoe around it. And I think because so many of the health trends that come in and out confuse people, but like now everyone's saying like, oh, well, I'm going to go keto. I'm doing keto this week or I'm trying veganism. I, I'm eating vegan now. I'm healthy. It's like people think that safer products or non-toxic skincare or like makeup or laundry detergent or soap products are part of that trend mm -hmm. but it's, it's not, not at all diet. it's just yeah it's I, not the same thing at all it's, it's not a trend it's, it's also the problem with it is that the issues that arise from using those products like by the time you experience it it's too late yeah like by the time you're infertile it's too late by the yeah. time you have cancer it's too late you know yeah. what I mean like and that's why it's so hard where it's like with food, people are mo more motivated to change where it's like, oh, every time I eat dairy, I get bloated and I have diarrhea, right? So I'm not going to eat it because it's an immediate reaction. Yeah. Versus like with her toxic skincare, it's not like, oh, I put this on my on my body and tomorrow I, I, break a, I, I, I wake up and I have cancer. It's like yeah. 15 years later, I have cancer. And what was that? The cum the cumulative effects of all of those products. Yeah, exactly. And the stress it's placed on your body yeah. over that long period of time. Because like for your hormones to get disrupted, mm -hmm. as we know, it's like it's kind of like an ongoing long-term process for your body to learn and unlearn. And so both of us, it's like what every single woman we talk to, what's the problem? Hormone imbalances. Yeah. Like whatever variation that is of it, like whether that be, you know, estrogen dominance or amenorrhea or just any type, like any, where, anywhere you lie within the hormonal imbalance, it's like 
are your products toxic? Like, do you have endocrine disruptors? Like, yeah, uh, that's what I think is so cool. I mean, you've gone to the beauty counter events. I've gone to leadership summit and then the event in LA, the training event. And every woman I meet at through beauty counter has either themselves overcome some huge adversity for their own health or someone in their family. So many women say my mom was diagnosed with cancer. I I wasn't able to get pregnant. My sister wasn't able to get pregnant. My children had all these like autoimmune issues. Like there's some major reason why they found Beauty Counter as a great solution for them or someone that they loved and saw the message and saw the need we need to spread this information. Like everyone needs to be exposed to this information because if we had known this sooner, we could have helped, we could have been helped and we could have prevented so much pain and heartache Mm -hmm. and hurt. And so, and I, that's why I think it's so amazing. Greg Renfrew's whole like business strategy and her like entire schematic because that's, she's friends with like all the right people that she could have easily put beauty counter into Nordstrom, into Barney's, into any of these high-end department stores or Sephora or Ulta. But she knew that this message of exactly what we're talking about, protecting people's healthcare and the very personal issue that it is, was best shared person to person like we are right now. Yeah. And so and it's creating so many jobs. Like that's why it's yeah. so inspiring to go to these events where it's like you see so many badass women like making like women who before had they were just stay-at-home moms made no money and now they make six figures a year it's really inspiring and badass yeah. and i want to be one of them yeah so <laughs> you want to be a, i know you want to be a housewife who makes six figures a year off <laughs> that'll be like my sixth job beautycounter.com slash jesse coleman um but speaking of being a housewife so like let's wrap up with some things um about your dating life my non-existent which in itself could be a whole five-hour episode but (laughs) you know we've been Justin and i've been talking a lot about just like fuck boys and all these fools that are on dating apps and like (laughs) what is the protocol for like calling after you go on a date with someone or uh, we were talking jesse has gone on some good dates yeah right no they're (laughs) Bad? I thought they were good. You thought they were good. I don't know if that was a what's, shared opinion. Yeah, like, what's the problem? Like, let's talk about it. What's happened? What's the problem? The problem is, I'm apparently too honest. <laughs> That's what two people have told me so far. I'm like Larry David, and I'm too honest. Oh my god, I think it's a good quality though. This is what- yeah. I, I took it as a compliment, and I was like, wait, yeah. like, thank you. This is what Jesse and I don't understand because we're both super straightforward, and it's like I don't like to play games. Like, it's like you just you either like me or you don't, right? So just tell me, and then I don't have to waste time either way. Like, I won't get offended, but I just don't like in between. And I'm just so not concerned yeah. with delivering some pristine fake image of myself because I'm like, I'm too old for that shit. Like, here's everything you're going to have to deal with. Like, I really- you are getting exactly what you think you are. Like, you're, bu- you're buying the full package here. Like, you're not getting a little taste of yeah. it. You're getting the full thing. 
And that's my, that's always kind of been my problem is like full transparency from the get go, which either, but it's, but it's also, it makes my life easier because if people, if men like that, they let you know immediately. And if they don't like that, it's a pretty immediate, like it's an immediate answer either way. Yeah. People, people are either drawn to that or they're really scared by it. Yeah. So I think most men are scared of me. Scared of me. We, yeah. I don't ooh, think ooh. I'm intimidating at all. I don't either, but I think guys are intimidated by people like us. Yeah. Like, or they just don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, sometimes I think, like, as a prerequisite of dating me, like, you should have to, like, <laughs> look at all my, uh, all the things I put Watch about myself. So my Instagram rants. I don't rants. Deal with people. Like, I'm like, you know what? All my deepest, darkest secrets are on the internet. So I know. if you still want to date me after listening to this, then, like, we'll probably get married. It's fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so That's a go. good way to weed them out. You're like, yeah. you, here's my online resume. Yeah, here's my online. You're going to know exactly listen, what listen to get to into. Th- this, these two two-hour episodes about my life. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you, then you can decide. If you're still That's true. You should have like links on yeah. your Hinge profile. <laughs> like, before proceeding, yeah. click here. Like. I'm dead. I'm dead. Okay. Well, what was what's like a what's the biggest turnoff for you with a with a guy like? Well, we were saying like, well, turn off. I don't know. I really hate bad teeth. <laughs> It's a big one for me. <laughs> or poor manners. The way someone chews, like, I, like they're pet peevey type of things. But what we were talking about before, like, I would say things that I find appealing or attractive are when someone addresses me directly by my name. Yeah, we were talking about this. Do not. I like this conversation. Do not fucking call. Do not give a girl like a pet name and yeah. call her by a pet name before you've already established yeah. like what's it called? Like not like like a the relationship? Yeah, before you've already established oh. like some sort like before you know a person well. Yeah. If you're gonna give me a nickname or like call me a pet name, I better know you pretty well so I know it's a joke and I can make fun yeah. of it. Because like if and I love when someone addresses me and says jesse how are you mm-hmm. how's your day jesse like oh jesse thank you for yeah. like blah, 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 the, like even say in general though not even just with, like <laughs> same and name same and name <laughs> i was singing in the car she died um, that i find true. attractive it feels so much more personal and also it's like because you know like they it's we're saying it's like it's bold and it's like they know your name versus how do I know you're not just calling everyone like whatever you say yeah and, you know? it, and it feels like their attention is actually on you yeah and it feels like they're actually trying that's the problem is like no one wants to even give a sliver of effort yeah, no one to does. anything like if it's not the easiest thing in the world then they're just gonna like they want to be able to coast mm-hmm. and you don't want the ones who are going to coast. You want the ones who are going to take the extra step. And how basic is it for someone to address you by your name? Like, I'm sorry. That's a pretty basic thing. If you can't do that, then like, I don't think people think about that, but that's like a small thing. That's really easy. That like makes a huge difference. Huge difference. Yeah. I really like when people use my name. Cause I'm like, you know, I'm here. Yeah. I am I- here.
Okay, I know you guys are on the edge of your seats because you're just dying to know more about what Jesse looks for in a man. But we need to take a brief pause because there's another scandal that's been going on and it's in the probiotic industry. If you didn't know, it's actually National Nutrition Month and my friends over at Just Thrive are using this as an opportunity to spread awareness about what's going on in the probiotic industry. And there's a little hashtag no more pretend probiotics campaign, which I was very down with. If you follow me on social media, you saw me posting about it. Because the sad thing is that most people nowadays, you know, they hear probiotics are so great for you, but the problem is that they're throwing their money away on probiotics all the time. People go to the store and they just buy whatever the Whole Foods rep says is good or they just buy whatever they see is most expensive or they just buy whatever probiotic they heard is good. And unfortunately, most probiotics aren't even true probiotics. The number one selling probiotic on the US retail market had less than a 0.1 survival rate through the stomach and therefore is 99.99% ineffective as a probiotic. A probiotic, by definition, is a live microorganism that confers a benefit on the host. So if this microorganism isn't even alive when it reaches the intestines, doesn't fit the definition, plus it's not giving a benefit to the host. So a lot of these, quote, probiotics on the market aren't even real probiotics. And if you listen to my episode with Karan Christian, he has studied so many of these probiotics to test their efficacy and... Most of them do not meet the mark. Just Thrive, however, has the proof. Their gut model study showed a 30% favorable shift in the microbiome within a two-week period. Just Thrive probiotic also naturally survives and arrives alive in the intestines. Their spore formulation can survive that harsh gastric environment of the stomach, and it will reach your intestines alive. A lot of marketers will also try to impress you with the CFUs, but it's not about quantity, it's about quality. So even if you have more strains, if they're not even effective in the body, there's no point. You'd rather have less strains that are actually effective. It's also really important to check the ingredients on your probiotics. Unfortunately, a number of them contain unnecessary fillers and flow agents like maltodextrin, which is a GMO corn-derived flow agent, skim milk powder, magnesium stearate and stearic acid, which is mainly from GMO plant sources like cottonseed oil, canola oil, and palm oil. And there are even some probiotics that contain sugar, which I don't even need to get into that. That just really ruffles my feathers the wrong way. This probiotic will change your life. If you switch over, you probably will immediately recognize the difference and realize that the probiotic you're using before wasn't really working. I love Just Thrive also because there have been clinical trials showing it can help to begin to heal leaky gut in as little as 30 days. And a lot of the population, numbers say 65%, I estimate much more than that, has leaky gut, which we know is at the root of most major chronic illnesses in the Western world, from heart disease to diabetes to cancer, autoimmune disease, neurodegenerative diseases, These things are really serious and debilitating and it all starts with the gut, which is why we need to take care of our guts. 
a high quality probiotic can help to improve your mood. If you deal with a lot of stress, if you have any type of mood disorder, depression, anxiety can really help because 90% of our serotonin is produced in the gut. can also help with weight loss because it helps with metabolic reconditioning. The bacteria in our guts not only control the amount of calories we extract from foods, but also the type of food we crave and what that food is converted to during the digestive process. A good probiotic can also help with allergies because that immune dysfunction that leads to allergic reactions actually starts in the gut. And if you struggle with any joint pain or muscle aches, if you're an athlete, you need to recover, getting in a good probiotic is pivotal. In general though, Good gut health is the key to immune health and overall health, so everyone needs a good one, which is why I love Just Thrive. So if you want to try it out, just go to bit.ly slash thriveprobioticcrw, and my code Christina15 will get you 15% off. So my discount code is C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-1-5. That will get you 15% off at bit.ly slash thriveprobioticcrw, and I cannot wait to hear how you feel after you switch over. Okay, let's get back into this conversation with Jesse Coleman. We're going to talk a little bit more about what she's looking for in a man. I have a few other non-negotiables. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would say, I would say you like can send them this list. <laughs> <laughs> if Link you own vanity license plates. Oh my god. <laughs> if your if your license plate is Poppy Six Six Six. Oh, or can I call you daddy? <laughs> oh my if God. I can call you daddy. That license plate today. Um, and I see too much of it in LA. If you, I would say if you wear bro tanks non-ironically or for anything other than being in a workout, I'm not. Gonna, we're not going to do that. We're not going to go anywhere. You like, a, you like a chivalrous. You're definitely more like traditional than me like you like to be very taken care of yeah well I I always (laughs) people get creeped out by this sometimes but I'm like I want someone who is like my grandfather like my grandfather (laughs) (laughs) my grandfather set such a high standard Mm -hmm. he treated me so well I mean I'm also at a bit of a disadvantage because I grew up in a family with very strong women my grandmother was eight years my grandfather's senior she was a naval officer and higher ranking in the navy than he was girl get it she was smart as hell he credited they started a business together and he completely credited the business's success to my grandmother who was a math genius Mm -hmm. and an engineering genius and um you know, then I was pretty much raised by my mom, who's also an extremely strong, independent badass. Mm-hmm. Um, and my and, you know, my grandfather doted on my grandmother and my mom. Like mm-hmm. and so I grew up with, you know, women really being respected for being outspoken, for speaking their mind, for being strong, for being intelligent and saying how they feel. And so it's it's just kind of what I expect. (laughs) Like I, I really match between those expectations and the culture of late 20, early 30 year old men, especially in Los Angeles. I was born in the wrong decade. Yeah. You would do better with like a Southern man. I feel like 
Like, Maybe. the guys out here are just, like, I don't know what it is about the California air, but... Entitled. <laughs> Entitled. Yeah. I think they have, like, brain damage from all the fluoride in the water. Probably. <laughs> It's a disaster. <laughs> and I don't know. I That's why I think I like foreign guys. Because yeah. a lot of them, like, are kind of raised with a different type of chivalry. I mean, they have, trust me, their share of problems. I mean, everyone but has their share of Everyone problems. does. But I think a lot of foreign guys have a different way of showing how they care mm-hmm. for women and a different way of giving attention. So, um, and maybe they're a bit more used to kind of working for it rather than being given or feeling entitled to it. Mm -hmm. So I've always found that a bit more appealing, but I think I'm also a grandmother and I just need to date like a 60 year old man. Yeah, probably. I'll find you the next (laughs) silver haired fox. Oh my God. I'm going to find you one. A George Clooney type would be wonderful. If you're looking. What's like the worst date you've been on? Well, I haven't even been on that many dates. We've been on a few. I feel like a you've been couple. talking to, like... Like, not even... I mean, the worst... I guess I haven't really had a worst date. Like, yeah. all of my dates... It's like been, like, whatever. I mean, I can talk to anyone, I feel like. like yeah, you and for so, sure can. I can talk to anyone. Like you can talk to yourself. I do talk to myself yeah, a lot, frequently. <laughs> but I can talk to anyone and, like... Yeah, I haven't really had, I wouldn't really That's say good. I've ever had a bad date. Like, I've had dates that were a bit awkward, or I've yeah. had dates that didn't really go anywhere, or dates where it was just kind of, like, nothing, mm-hmm. sort of. Like, mediocre mm-hmm. dates, like, nothing amounted from it. And, I mean, I I could literally count the number of dates I've had on one hand, so <laughs> I'm not an expert, but... Your issue is more that... I think your issue is more like you'll really like the date and then you never hear back. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell the world, why don't you? <laughs> Hassles. It's not you, it's them. I think it's guys do that oh. shit. Well, and I'm, I'm extremely upfront and I'm impatient. So... <laughs> I tell I tell Aren't it exactly like it is and what I what do you expect. Say to them? I'm like, what the hell do you say to them? That's what I want to know. What do I say? I don't know. Do I kind of black out. Is? I kind of black out, what and then afterwards, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Um, what do I tell people that my job is? Well, I tell them that I consult and work for a beauty company, and that I have my own business with this beauty company, and that. Mm-hmm. I do events where I educate people about every day toxins in their environment and I have a better solution for them. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't do, I don't know. Cause it's kind of changed in the past year and I used to do nutrition and I don't really do that <laughs> anymore. Wait, wait, wait. Can you talk about the guy who like, um, messaged you uh, on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. A guy messaged me, on Insta- I was ranting, and my rant was about Game of Thrones. I don't know what about Game of Thrones, but you're like your brand is very all over the place. I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't even have a brand. Like <laughs> that. The rant is the brand. The ranting is my brand. Like if I can complain, like I would say, like cultural commentary <laughs> would be my brand. And Oscar goes too. <laughs> 
<laughs> J. Cole. Is there like an award for complaining? Because I would maybe yeah, get it. Yeah, I'll give it to you. <laughs> but the, oh yeah, the guy, I don't know. So I guess my ranting is appealing to some people, but this guy messaged me random. I don't even know how he found my Instagram, mm-hmm. but he messaged me and said like, you're really cute and super funny which i'm like i know i'm funny like you don't have to tell me that you random fucking guy but he oh he messaged me and was like you're really cute and super funny like i love like the he's literally i think he said like i or you read it like i love the way you like rant about yeah, things or something like that and like i think we'd have like a good time together and i was like this is either extremely creepy and stalkerish or funny and i messaged I looked at him at his profile and I messaged the one friend that we had in common, the mutual friend. And she said, Oh yeah. Like I don't really know him. I've met him a few times, but he's like a super entrepreneur and he's like seemed really nice. Like I would say like talk to him. And so I messaged him back and as usual, it leads absolutely nowhere and was a pointless conversation. When you're on on dating (laughs) apps, Are you the type like you want to make you want the guy to make the moves like make the first move make talk or or do you like to go after it? When I was young and full of life and optimism, I would make the first move. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm old and cynical, now that I'm an old crabby lady, <laughs> now that I'm nearing at 30, the ripe age of twenty eight, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like I well I delete. Did I tell you I deleted all my dating apps off my phone no, now? You didn't. Yeah, it's a big move. I kept Raya That's for like to giving up. <laughs> what that is? I commit when I give up or when I get on I commit but I I kept one of them for maybe I think I deleted all of them before Christmas like before I went home and then I kept one of them because I was still like talking to someone on it and then I came across yeah that guy okay and then after that I like deleted it because I was just I was just tired and the thing is after a while you see the same people over and over yeah again. I know there's like only so many and you like unwantable fish in the sea. <laughs> yeah there's just like it, I just I got too tired of like trying to weed my way through this storm of shit that you're like constantly being flooded by and i was like i'm sick of drowning in this i can't do it anymore so i feel like you might have better luck on like online dating versus like, like match.com yeah because i feel like, there's, like i feel like there's more that's like where the older more serious yeah definitely that one <laughs> Um, what is that one? It's like farmers, farmers meet or something. There's like one for farmers. It's fine. Um, Wait till they watch my rant on atheism. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, because I feel like that's where the more serious like older guys are. And I feel like you need to date like a 50 year old. A 50 year old? Who's like well established and like. Yeah, that sounds kind of nice. Drives a really nice Ferrari. <laughs> like. Oh, it's a mansion. <laughs> or like goes grocery and, like, shopping. Like does Nova. normal thing. Oh, that would that sounds so nice. Yeah, you like I love I know that. You want the high life. Yeah, so <laughs> I, <laughs> I just want someone who's like uh, I just want so, someone who's a stout rich <laughs> 
nice, opens my door, makes me laugh. Boy, no, no, seriously, can cook would be a bonus. Knows wines would be a bonus. Has a dog would be a bonus. Okay, let's be serious. Shares a hobby. We've talked about this. The the, literally the only two requirements are like makes us laugh and is nice. And, and that is so hard to find. Acknowledges my existence. Yeah, knows my name would be a, <laughs> yeah. a good good one. Knows my first name. Last name could so work much too. To yeah. But it's really is hard to find someone who's nice and funny. Don't you think? And semi-decent looking. And it doesn't get offended easily. The problem is, if you're a semi-decent looking guy in LA, you... Aren't single? Are gay. Oh, true. Or... <laughs> Or I live, in, I live in Hillcrest now, so literally everyone who's attractive is gay. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, West Hollywood. True. Same, same. We ho, yeah, yeah. Like, I see guys, and I'm like, hello. Did we do that to ourselves on purpose? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I, I always kind of figured, you know, like, well, I, that's, I definitely didn't move to West Hollywood with that sort of intention. Yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of actors and models out here. There are, which is just a not that's a whole nother job. Yeah, that's a whole nother can of worms that I've dabbled in, but I'm not trying to like. Oh God, you're not trying to dabble, dabble again. (laughs) Well, you know, if the right (laughs) 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 this weekend I come across that I yeah. We'll see. Uh, we'll comedian. See. Comedian. A comedian would be kind of nice. No, it wouldn't. They're Maybe. usually depressed. Yeah, I sometimes. feel like most comedians also aren't very good looking. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean. If they can make me laugh. Jesse, Jesse has two types. James Dean and exotic. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're both exotic depending on. Like, that's a, that's a why. Ethnic like my and exotic. But ethnic, like when I was in the Philippines, I was like exotic. Yeah. And here I'm like, okay, every basic yeah, bitch. Yeah, everyone like, looks like you now. Literally, yeah. And I go there and it's like I'm special. Yeah. So it kind of like fucked with my head. Maybe you should dye but your hair brunette when you come here. <laughs> I've actually thought about, because you know my natural hair color is like brown. Really? Like it's like mousy brown, dirty blonde. Yeah, I think that's like everyone. Yeah, but my... my I I would ha- I think my hair if I let it grow out now and didn't dye it would be kind of like dark and I've thought I've I've actually kind of thought like maybe I kind of want to go brunette I don't know I can't imagine it's, it's been a while the last time was like in high school I, I can I can show you I'll have to think about it before I form an opinion I'll show you photos of me from when I was younger okay I, and I'm just lazy yeah I don't really want to pay for, to get my hair dyed anymore and I don't really want to like I hate sitting I hate getting my hair done yeah like I absolutely detest it and there's a lot of chemicals there's a lot of chemicals and like it's just it's another thing to do like I swear to God that's part of the business of living in LA is like just the grooming is off the charts off the charts on another level like i think some girls literally make a full-time job of it like getting your nails done getting your hair done getting a fake tan getting your teeth bleached getting getting a a facial getting a facial getting your brows done getting your lashes done getting your makeup done like getting cellulite treatment (laughs) like it's never 
freaking yeah. ending. It's true. So I just, if I can take that one, and I'm like, I kind of want to like see myself when I have natural hair. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to think about it. I don't know. I'm worried. I like you blonde, so. I know. That's what everyone I says. I'm well, like, anyways, final piece of dating advice. <laughs> Did we um, give any advice at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> so single, if you're still listening, single kudos. Piece, single piece of advice will be, um, well, Jesse and I were talking about this earlier, like, people just need to be straightforward and, like, say what they think and, like, not make up problems within their percent. relationships. Just, like, be straightforward. Yeah, like, if you're going to go to your best friend and bitch about what, the guy you're dating or your boyfriend is doing just say it to him yeah talk to him like that's why he's there he, that's why he's there or like use your friend as a sounding board to get all the mean shit out so that you can <laughs> like refine your yeah. statement and say it in a really nice way that's what that's what i that's would that's true friendship jesse and i jesse will help me form my statements in a much more eloquent way <laughs> i'll tell her my harsh raw feelings and then she'll come back at me and say it in a nicer way and then i'll, I'll use that translate uh, yeah you'll translate and then i'll use that one so i'm more politically correct <laughs> which is funny because i feel like i'm such a bitch most of the time <laughs> No. <laughs> that I can translate it into a nice way. You're good at like saying things. It's easier to do it for someone else mm-hmm. than it is for yourself. Oh, absolutely. I would 100% agree. I feel the same. The other dating advice I would say that we've talked about is like, if a guy wants to talk to you or be with you, he will. Like he'll f- figure out a way. And yeah. if you don't hear from him, you can always Google his obituary. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you psycho. She Googled this guy's obituary to find out if he died. Because <laughs> he wasn't texting me back. How many times did you texted him? <sighs> Just twice. <laughs> but he was <laughs> That's twice too many. But it was like two paragraphs. But okay, don't you think there's a... Fu- That's a lot. He, But he's the type... He's like me. He had his read receipts on. We are a special breed you, of people. You don't keep the read receipts on. That's I'd, an old person thing. We are a special breed. None of my friends even do it. I hardly know anyone who has their read receipts on. If I could hack into my mom's phone, I would turn hers on just so that I know she saw my messages. Yeah, you're the only person I know who keeps them on. It's great. I love it. What were you paragraph texting him? Are you the type to like text right after and be like, thanks, but like what do you I texted him, I want to say either that night or 24 hours later, thanking him. Mm -hmm. Um, Just saying thank you. Thank you. I had a great time. Like, um would love to get a get together when you're back in town because he travels a lot for work and um he said the same he echoed that's the number one red flag if someone tells you that they're going out of town immediately then it's like sketch well but that's what you didn't you just do that too i am clearly like i'm like you could go online and you would know i'm not lying yeah but you but like I'll explain the details, but like he, his, his story was corroborated too. Okay. Okay. Fine. I just still think it's sketchy, but I mean, like it's going to be a mystery to me forever. Yeah. If I ever, the shitty thing is though, I'm like, we met on the app, but we 
definitely have mutual friends and he's in the art scene mm-hmm. and I'm I like my well my mom's kind of in the art scene in Portland and here I know a lot of people in the art scene and mm-hmm. I'm going I go to certain events here too and in New York and so I'm just like annoyed because I don't want there to be any awkwardness text me back tell me to fuck off like yeah. tell text me back tell me you don't ever want to see my face again just so that it's very clear what's your, favorite t- what, what's your preferred type of rejection um <laughs> I <laughs> this is what's his name's mother he died <laughs> that's the only acceptable no I I would say like my I mean I it's like I haven't really dated much so I haven't had many rejections but like I would say the best thing to say would be like i I'm busy and not really in a place to date right now or like mm-hmm. you know or like flourish it with a lie I don't care say hey I moved back home hey I'm traveling for the next few months hey I'm really busy at work like I just I don't really have the space in my life to date right now or like yeah I'm not I'm not really like in the emotional place to to date or pursue this right now yeah or like even or even if like we didn't have a connection I I don't really think most guys would say that like Mm -hmm. I just I what I've said to guys before is like hey you seem like a really nice well-intentioned guy but I just think that we're looking for different things Mm -hmm. like that's and to me that and I've and the people I've said that to have said like wow thank you that's like the nicest rejection I've ever gotten okay so copyright trademark (laughs) (laughs) you heard it first from JC yeah the Jaybird wisdom the Jaybird wisdom most times I charge for this J. Cole in the house (laughs) oh my god okay so I feel like I feel like that's like a nice way to reject someone there's you can say anything in a nice way if you think about it that's how I like to think about things. Yeah, I don't. I, no, I don't know about that one. But <laughs> you it's fine. I'm I like to finesse. Shooter, I'm more of a straight shooter. I'm just like. Uh... I like to finesse the situation because I, you know, I I think that most people have good intentions. They can they, just yeah. be misled, yeah. and I I I try to talk to people the way I would like to be talked to, and like I liked to be given things straight up, Mm -hmm. but I also am very sensitive and emotional too. Yeah. So like, I I feel like you can, I, I, I I have my practical pragmatic side and I have my very emotional side. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a way to kind of like, like not compromise, but like find a good balance or in between for the two. That's what I think people should do. Like you can be very honest, but in a nice way, you can reject someone very nicely that's you true. know and then if you ever run into them like or who knows or what if what what if one of your friends wants to date them mm-hmm. or you know yeah well this is the thing with like dating and rejection i think a lot of people get just like very their feelings get very hurt and like to an extent like yeah it you know it can hurt your feelings but also it's like not everyone is for everyone you know what I mean? Like totally. If you're yeah. not interested, it doesn't make you or them a bad person. It just means like you're not the right fit. It's no one is like less of a person. It's just like you guys aren't each other's person. Thank you, next bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's all about. When that song came out, I was like, 
where the fuck was this song <laughs> when I was going through my fucking college breakup? I needed this shit. Oh my I God. needed this shit. Like, or like even like three months prior, yeah. I could have really, really used this then. Like, yeah. where were you, Ariana, when we were well, going through this? now you have it and you're about to, I don't know. <laughs> Probably get another rejection. <laughs> no. No. The, ju- the, the pendulum say, has spoken. Yeah, we so we tarot and pendulumed. <laughs> Jesse, how do you feel about the tarot pendulum situation? Oh, it's giving me stuff to think about. Yeah, it's kind of blowing my mind. Um, do you want to give an advertisement for my services? Yes, I <laughs> freaking loved when Christina did Reiki on me. I felt so honored because she was like. You were going, you were kind of, it was like part of your training kind of mm-hmm. to do Reiki, like practice Reiki on a few mm-hmm. different people. And I got the benefit of her practicing on me. And I, I mean, I was so relaxed. Yeah. Like, I feel like when I had gotten it before, I felt really nervous and I was kind of like, what am I supposed to do? And it was like, the person just asked me like, well, how do you feel? And it's like, I, I don't know, like, can you give me something to grasp onto, kind of, or, like, and that's why I like how you use the pendulum, and it's, it, like, it felt very grounded to me, Mm -hmm. and I think so many people who do energetic work in, like, not such a responsible or very, from a very grounded place, Mm -hmm. it's, like, they leave everything up here, Mm -hmm. like, in the air, like, everything is so ethereal, and so in the clouds, and so, like, up in space and when you did it it was so grounding Mm -hmm. you know it was kind of the opposite it's like taking everything that's floating on floating around up here and all that like nervous like like high energy I don't know really what to call it and like bringing it back down to earth so that it's like you feel stable again and it's like connecting you Thank so. you. I like that. <laughs> well, and because that's kind of what with the Reiki stuff, it's like what I'm trying to do is get people to like understand this. Like we can meet like it's not just like, oh, you're a spiritual woo woo person or you're like a nutrition person or you're just like a regular person. It's like all these things can meet in the middle. Right. Yeah. And like you can combine everything. And just because it's like more spiritual doesn't mean it, it can't meet with real life. It's like something you can't grasp. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, and it was weird because I, because you like brought stuff up I don't think I'd ever told you before. Yeah, I know. Like about my grandfather yeah. and like that obviously made me feel really like happy. And I feel like I got kind of like very con, like I was surprised at how tangible and concrete certain answers mm-hmm. were. That's why I love the pendulum because you can get yeah. some very specific answers. Yeah. And it's about understanding like what to ask, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it it just, it kind of just gives you a bit of like reassurance for what you probably already knew, Mm -hmm. you know? So because that's what, I mean, like your, people's energy, it's like, I'm just, you're picking up on other people's energy. You know what I mean? It's like, you already know it. Your subconscious knows it. Your guides know it's already there. Yeah. It's just like people don't know how, how to like hear it. Yeah you know exactly you're not making shit up out of thin air it's like already there it's just like making it clear to you yeah exactly it's like it's like holding up a mirror mm-hmm. kind of you exactly. know yeah making it clearer yeah 
Gotta do the pendulum, the tarot cards. The <sighs> that rake. pendulum is messing with it, me. It, though. It's, it, it, Jesse and I did some <laughs> penduluming and tarot carding about our love lives, and it oh, was man. oh man, unexpected answers. Unexpected answers, but fun stuff. All right, well, thanks for <laughs> this midnight hour. It's one ten a.m. Oh my god! What By are the we fire. Doing? It's cozy. We Ate got our much cold tea. I'm having a sugar high, I think. Bless up. Still got a pack. Do you really? <laughs> well, like, I laid out all my clothes. Jesus Christ. But I have to put the clothes in a suitcase. You're a really bad influence on me. It's like three hours past my bedtime, so. You gotta go to bed. It's fine. I'll sleep in tomorrow. You maybe. will. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You should sleep in a thousand percent. We'll figure it out. Okay, no one cares. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for being here. Tell everyone where they can get more uh, from you. Well, you can follow me on Instagram <laughs> if you want to hear me rant about the Oscars, Game of Thrones, and toxins in your personal care products. Um, sometimes food stuff, too. <laughs> Send <laughs> <On> the NTP. <laughs> <laughs> I forget I'm an NTP, yeah. I swear to God. But you can follow me on Instagram at Jessie Eleanor. J-E-S-S-I-E-E-L-I-N-O-R. My name. Both my first and middle name. It's kind of spelled weirdly. Or not like how people expect. Or, yeah, just go there. Because that has the link to all my stuff. Yeah. Link to my personal website for Beauty Counter. Beautycounter.com slash Jesse Coleman. Mm-hmm. My last name. C-O-L-E-M-A-N. <laughs> Otherwise known as J. Cole. Otherwise known as J. Cole, a.k.a. J. Bird, a.k.a. J. Money, a.k.a. Khaleesi, a.k.a. <laughs> no one calls you Khaleesi. <laughs> My trainer calls me Khaleesi. The one, one person. The one I turned on to Game of Thrones and during college, my friend. All right. I, I like the J, the J dog, J. Money, J. Cole. Jelly. My family calls me Jelly. Okay. Because like Jesse and Eleanor. That's I cute. thought if I ever come up in Hollywood, I might change my name to Jelly. Yeah, jelly. <laughs> it's more distinctive. I'm Jelly. I feel like that's a Kardashian child name. It's like actually, the funny thing is it's an actually like common name in the Philippines. Like jelly? I have a friend named Jelly. I feel like I've heard that before. Yeah. I mean, it makes me think of Kardashian. those shoes. Like jellies. jellies. Yeah. I love my Jelly. But I think those were G-E-L-L-I, like gel. Yeah. Like jellies. I'm really impressed if anyone's still listening. Okay, yeah, we're done with this. <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs> Thus ends the Jesse Coleman saga, although it may continue. Who knows? I want her back on. I don't know about you guys, but make sure you hit her up on social media and let her know what you thought about this episode. Also, if you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes. I know I say it a lot, but it really, really means a lot to me and it only takes a second and helps other people find the show. And I also always love when you guys share episodes that you enjoy on social media. I love to see what you think of the episodes. So tell people, tell your mom, your dad, your siblings, your Uber driver your dog tell them all to listen to wellness realness podcast i would really appreciate it so i hope this episode puts you in a good mood i always get a good laugh in with jesse thank you again for listening i hope the rest of your day is amazing and i will talk to you again next time bye